This is the A to Z podcast. Zach Jackson, Andre Knott, at Akron Jackson, at Dre Knott on most of your favorite social media platforms at facebook.com slash A to Z podcast at A to Z podcast.com is where you can go look up past episodes, uh, shower us with praise, all of those things. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for supporting us. Thanks for supporting our longtime sponsors. That's Cleveland Scene, the Honeymoon Grill, and American Fireworks. Always open at AmericanFireworks.com. Uh, we're still going to have at least two or three more weeks of good weather. Fall is good fireworks weather. Um, yeah. Dre, are your kids like geared up for, for Halloween? Is Jen not letting them out of the house? Like, How's all that going to work? I mean, they're allowed out of the house. They're, um, they, uh, it's funny you say that. They're running around right now on talking to their friends on their ipads because they just put on their halloween costume <laughs> <laughs> they're just trying them on for the first what, time. what are they dressing them. as this year uh aj's like a black cat uh so yeah, they can get away with this still at that age <laughs> like a... <laughs> it's pretty cool and, I, and it actually is a good outfit but i'm like brother you do that in about five more years they're gonna be arresting you and trying to hit you in the back um <laughs> The daughter is dressed up like uh, one of these characters from one of these shows that not Elio. Like I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. As a father, Zach, I try to do my best to pay attention and be on their side, but not get caught up in every show that they fall in love with for six months or six weeks. Because right. I barely can remember where I park my car when I drive when I do leave the. <laughs> I can remember every show that they do. Uh, it's damn near impossible at this point in stage. So she's a character from one of the shows. Her and her her friends like, so they're happy. Well, it just came out yesterday or two days ago that Ohio State, Penn State will kick off at 7.30 on Halloween night. So mm. I will dress as the poorly aging guy who sits in the garage and hands out the double-wrapped candy. Is that how they're doing it? You got to double-wrap it? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I had, it's not something I had really given any thought, but I'm looking at some Halloween decorations here. So uh, <laughs> just trying to make conversation to avoid the conversation that we talked about last week. We were probably going to have to have well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, since you said that, you know what? I'll, I'll take over from here, and I'll, 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 I'll bid some time for a minute. But I will call you Noster Dumbass, and I'll explain why you are Noster Dumbass right after I talk about this. Um, anybody that's listening to this podcast knows that uh, my wife has a company that she's built up from the ground called Rec to Connect, works with kids and families uh, of special needs, does recreation with the kids. And obviously, 2020 has been a year that's been very different considering um, her business started with her doing swimming lessons and teaching children how to swim and families how to swim, especially in putting a swim team together for all special needs families so they can have just the same things most kids have. So this year has been a little different. We're not going to be at Barley House. We're not going to be able to go to Josh Cribbs and be from Scotland and break down the first time you knew what a pot <laughs> return was or have Zach show up, make no drinks, drink all the beer, and walk out staring at some chubby uh, man. Um, <laughs> we got to do it. We're going to do it uh, virtually like everything else. And how we basically set it up and done it this year, um, I myself made a cocktail that I enjoy at home. Uh, Matt Underwood made one and sung, take me out uh, to the ball game. It's actually pretty good. It, his, his video is pretty good. Um, uh, Emmett, Emmett Golden has got, got the E Goldie up there. Uh, John Teller just put a drink together. He has his wife making the drink with him, and it's beautiful. Um, it's fun to see. Uh, Munch Bishop has one up. Josh Cribbs, like, he like he thinks he's Dr. Dre in nineteen ninety-eight. He's got like production done on his. You can just see how the Jay Cribs, he's in his old sixteen um uh uh not shower, but uh robe. He's in a robe in his kitchen. Uh and and it's pure Josh Cribs form. 
I had everybody that was supposed to shoot these out to me. I was like, hey, man, just get these to me by Friday afternoon. Josh sent me his at 1.35 a.m. Friday night. Then text back at 9.15 a.m. Saturday. Like, Dre, you get that text, dog? <laughs> Josh will be late to his own funeral. There is no doubt about it. <laughs> I love him, though. He is so sweet. He's so good. Um, basically, we got Gerard Cherry. He's got one up there. I have one up there. There's more coming. There's a couple players that are going to have one. Sandy Alomar is working on one. Um, but you can go. You can watch how we make our drinks. You can find out about the Rex to the Next um, Foundation and just what it's all there for. Uh, we've got some great sponsors. As a matter of fact, the CFO, Scott Springer, and, and his dad's company and his company, they are one of the big sponsors. Uh, you can tell them the name of the group since I'm going to make you a part of this as well. We've got some great people that have already sponsored it. Uh, we've got some great items that you can bid on. I've got, I've got a Jose Ramirez bat that he hit a home run with this year, signed by Jose. We've got Shane Bieber's signed cleats, probably in a ball from, from probably the Cy Young Award winner this year. Um, uh, Framville Reyes. We've got all, we, uh, Cookie Carrasco shoes. Um, it's not as much as it is last year or how it's been in the past, but there's some real cool shit um, that you can go check out. You can look at if you want to give a couple dollars um, to Rec to Connect for our virtual bartending uh, events like you usually do. Uh, we all have a goal up there. You can, if you don't, if you hate me, that's fine. Uh, I'm sure out of all those guys I just said, you can, you can, you give a little money to. As this started, Matt Underwood just got a thousand dollar tip from somebody for making the drink he made. So um, check it out. And I know that we'll have it up on our uh, on our Facebook page. I do nothing with Facebook because I'm scared of you motherfuckers on Facebook. So I'll pass it all to Zach, <laughs> and uh, he'll take care of all that Facebook stuff. Y'all some crazy mofo's over there. Um, but thank you. Thank you to all that's been a part of that. And why I call my partner in crime Noster Dumbass is because I'm not calling him Dumbass, and he definitely is a dumbass. But he did come on TV last Thursday night. Um, and, man, Fox people must not know how – the people that run the, uh, that run the social stuff as STO must not know how the, the bosses really feel about Zach Jackson because they made you part of a damn promo, son. Uh, they ran you on, on the – They've been getting free work from me for a long time, pal. <laughs> <laughs> when you were there and when you aren't there. Exactly. <laughs> so they put up a conversation that you and I had on the Red Zone show from last Thursday night. We were both pumped up for the Steelers-Browns game. Why would we not be? Uh, you got a 4-0 team versus a 4-1 team. Uh, and it's, it's all right to get excited about a matchup like that. If you can't get excited about a 4-0-4-1 matchup, then, then why are you living? So we had a good conversation. And one of the things Noster Dumbass put in there was, well, Andre, no matter what happens, I'm pretty sure Monday when you open up the phones to answer calls, it's going to be one way or the other, and it's all going to be about Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, Zach Jackson, if you hit one on the nail finally, you finally found the nail and hit it perfectly. Well, football and the NFL specifically, it's a week-to-week world, right? And, you know, we are in the media business, and so it's here. It's in our real jobs. It's on our friends' radio shows. It's on the radio shows we listen to. It's on the podcasts we listen to. It's on the Twitter streets that we're in. Too much every day, right? Um, yeah. and, it, and it is. It's, it's the nature of the beast, and it's what you do. And frankly, to, a, to an extent and to a different level, that's how it is inside too. Because good and bad, you have yeah. to manage the emotions, right? Win or lose, you're a coach, you're a player, you're a coordinator, especially when you're a big, big shot in that cursed building over there in southwest uh, Berea, Ohio. Um, you have to get fair evaluations of – what did we do right? What did we do wrong? What would we do different 
pregame, what would we do different in the third quarter, right? And you have to manage that to not be clouded by the emotions of the week, by the energy you put in, right? You have to look mm-hmm. at chasing the big picture. The Browns are improved. The Browns are interesting. The Browns are way better than they were a couple of years ago. They were never before Sunday ever going to win the Super Bowl this year. They're trying to build something. They're trying to get to building something to where for the first time in a long time, not everybody gets fired after two years, right? Um, Yeah. What I see now goes back a full year from the quarterback. It's what I saw in training camp every single day, and now it's what I've seen through most of six games. Folks, he's not good enough. He is not good enough to get you where you want to go. And I am not qualified to sit here and break down every mechanic, every fundamental, every everything. But the pocket presence is shaky at best. The fundamentals go out the window when the pressure comes. And a guy whose calling card is accuracy and who we've seen it from is missing too many simple ones. It's going the wrong way, guys. It just is. And said very well. And again, um, it's not a one week reaction. No one ever. Besides the greatest optimist, circled October 18th in Heinz Field as a win. But my question would be, when exactly are you going to get around to beating the Ravens and the Steelers? Because that's where the road to real respectability and real accomplishments goes. And I know everything no that Baker's been through and that the Browns have put him through and that all of this is new again. And everybody wants it to where I just said the goal is to get it to where it can work and you don't fire everybody for two or three years. But the list okay, of excuses me... for this guy is so much longer than the list of accomplishments. The Browns well, are going to have to move on, and we'll see how they do. Okay, let me – very well put. And I'm glad you and you stated it very well, almost like you knew that's how we were going to start this. Um, and we're trying to be sensible, and it's good that we're doing this on Tuesday night and we didn't do it right after the game. Because the truth is the truth, and both of us have felt the way that Zach has stated for a while, but – but out of respect, out of respecting the game and respecting where this goes, we want we want to see because the light bulb goes off at different times for everybody in life. I just tweeted something. My sister just tweeted something to me, um, just about and it's, it's just funny because um, my sister just said we were texting about something. It was something. She's a teacher and and it was just about you're very much on your own time. And I chuckled. You know, it was, and it starts with someone graduated at age 22 but waited five years before securing a good job. Someone became a CEO at 25 and died at 50 while another CAO became a CEO at 60 and lived to 90 years. The time for any of us, we don't know when it'll click. But in certain situations, you're only going to get so many opportunities to prove that you're it or prove that you're the guy. And the NFL is a quarterback. When you're drafted number one overall, the clock goes a little bit faster than it goes on anyone else because the expectations with your paycheck, which is not fair, but how it works, that's how it works. Your mm-hmm. expectations are by the time we get to the end of this, end of this contract and we have that one year, after that fourth year, we're pretty much going to tell you where our marriage is going. We, you know, like, it's, it's just the reality of it. And I think Tannehill playing as well as Tannehill's playing is a great way to be optimistic about the guy you're watching as a Browns fan, but he probably, if he's going to move on or be great, it's going to have to be somewhere else most likely at some point in time. Here's what I'll say to go off of what Zach's saying, and, and I'm going to ask you this. Can we separate your point of where the Browns are trying to go and separate him from it? I think they can get to respectability. I think they can get to a point that they are a respectability. I'll just leave it at respectability. I think yeah. we all understand what respectability is. Well, well, listen, is. like, um, but can they? Can we separate them getting to the respectability 
with this kid, and then the next step happens with someone else is what I'm saying. Because I think pulling the cord completely, and when you say, and the only thing I'll disagree with you is when you kind of say off of that, um, you know, he can't, he can't, you're not, you, you, you can't be, I don't think he can beat Baltimore or Pittsburgh, you know, on a day in, day out basis. Yeah. Can he have a day like he did last year and it happens? Sure. But it just doesn't seem right now that he has that. And it's not all on him. But he, there's a lot he needs to overcome, and he's not overcoming it, people. And the things that Zach stated are things that you have to overcome as an NFL quarterback. And if you can't, you become a backup, and you just you run backup stuff. But if you can't sit in the pocket and, 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 and stare down into, a, into the barrel, uh, then you're not an NFL quarterback. And it's tough. There's only about 30 people that really can do it. Um, the other thing for me is this. I'll make it simple. One play in a football game should not win or lose you a football game. Especially on in the any NFL. level. In any level. But certain ones can and do when you go into the and go into the nest of someone else's home. Yeah. And when you throw that pick six on that play to that guy, you lost the game on one play. Because that play took all momentum, all thought process. Now I can talk about Stefanski's offensive game plan wasn't that great, wasn't his best day. He admitted that. That's great about him. Um, and he needs to learn about this, this rivalry too. But you cannot, and I will say it 15 different ways in different times, you can't stare out a fucking first receiver on that person on that play and throw a pick six. No. You cannot do it. Whether it's St. V. Hoban, Ignatius, Ed, Minner, whoever, you can't, Justin Fields can't do that on Saturday. I mean, he can because they're going to kill Nebraska. But my point is, in a real game, in a real rivalry game, you can't do it. And the thing is, it sits back on everything that we know that we worry about with Baker. Stares down his receivers, doesn't read a defense. And when you do that early in the game, he can walk around as cocky as he wants. He can talk about his mom not raising no wuss. She may not have read no wuss, or raised no wuss, but she read a little quarterback that can't, can't fucking read a defense. So you absolutely you cannot question his toughness. But you can come with a list of questions, right? Yes. Um, yes. Let me say this for the separating part, Jay. I don't think mm-hmm. you can fully separate for the simple reason this has nothing to do with Baker or the Browns. It's the most important position in sports, right? It's the most scrutinized. Yeah. It's one of the highest paid, right? O- only Garrett Cole in sports makes more money, right, than than the, right. the best quarterbacks because uh, the NBA caps their guys, right? Like, right. I mean, I guess I guess the supermax NBA players make as much as those guys, but nobody. Else. Anyway, my point is, the Browns making the playoffs and just something that two and a half weeks ago we were screaming each other about, right, <laughs> is attainable and would be a huge goal, a huge goal reached for the organization, a huge mountain moved. Quite frankly, it's been since two thousand and two. It's the longest drought in the NFL, right? Um, that would be big. And as you go, you are only six games in. I hear, I hear every argument. You are only six games in. You change coaches again. You still are a young team, and you have guys that are somewhere between completely unproven in a promising way and completely unproven in a scariest hell way. If you can circle the wagons, ride the wave, the, the Sunday to Monday, to getting back to work, to staying healthy, to managing the emotions, this week one you, ha- you should win, right? Um, in November, the Browns are going to be favored probably in every game that they play, as long as yeah. the quarterback play yeah. is half competent. Like this is new things, and you can check check those off, and you can chase that playoff, and and that will be great success. But 
you know, you get there, and the first week of January, you're on the road, and you're a two-touchdown underdog, right? And then you, you right. have to – I mean, the timing is that next May the Browns have to decide on a fifth-year option that's fully guaranteed. The mm-hmm. timing is that the Browns for three years now, even though this group is different, have collected talent to get over that hump, and specifically this year by using the number 10 pick in the draft – using in the first day of free agency huge money to go get Austin Hooper, to go get Jack mm-hmm. Conklin, and to go get Case Keenum, frankly, to help Baker. A year after you traded for Odell Beckham and gave up all those, like, this offense is good. They, they've already reinvested in keeping Kareem Hunt here, right? My point is, like, you can't wait. And it's not easy, and we've, we've been over this before. But you can only separate the two things to a point. Because, yes, I – and I promise you all right now in my writing and right here, the Browns win games, which they've done. They've won four and they've lost two, even though the two losses are 76 to 13 in their division. As they go mm. to the playoffs, that's important in every growth and evaluation point for every guy from Miles and Denzel Ward all the way down to Javante Moffitt and who might be next in line if Wyatt Teller misses any more time because Chris Hubbard's not a right guard, right? Um, yeah. You know, do that too. like – those are all big, but I'm just saying it would take a significant turnaround for me to believe the quarterback is good enough because I'm talking about getting to respectability and then competing for the big prizes, right? And I just have seen little. I can't say nothing because I did see the first year. I have seen well, little was- that makes me believe. And again, this is not an argument based on a bunch of advanced statistics or saying I'm a quarterback guru of any kind. This is I turn on the TV, I watch every down of NFL football that I can, and I know the the good ones, not even the great ones, throw it down the field effortlessly. Score points like crazy. It's the highest scoring six weeks in NFL history. 5-8 per completion ain't cutting it, folks. Uh, especially when you got the cockpit that they have. Yes. Like you said. Like Why is Odell throwing a fit? Because I can't get in the ball. Right. Why are you paying him all this money? Why do you bring him here? And see, that? And I'm so sick of that that place. And we do this, it seems, every football season. You fucking idiots. Stop attacking reporters. Even if the reporter's an idiot. That doesn't mean you have to act like an idiot, too. What happened to empathy and realizing that a reporter has nothing to do with what happens on the field? And all of us are so childish that we laugh, half of us laugh and half of us think it's funny. We're like, look, man, people are who they are. We read who we read. We, by now, we should all be adult enough to know we expect certain things from certain people. But it makes no sense to be just as much of an ass or more of an ass by attacking them. So stop being dickheads, dickheads, please. It's ridiculous. We can make fun of each other amongst ourselves. Stop doing that shit. But I will say this. Stop blaming Odell and Jarvis for being pissed off. That's who you brought here. You you brought in two wide receivers that expect to get the ball a lot and to make big plays. And when they make those big plays, you guys throw parades around your little neighborhoods without your mask on, yelling. <laughs> at this point in time, when you have a big game and you're pissed off that you're pissed off that Odell don't have a ball. <laughs> like, what do you expect? That's who he is. That, that's that's who he is. And I don't think that makes him – I'm at the part in my life where three years ago, two years ago, I would have called him names and everything else. I didn't know. He's been paid. Why do we expect anything different? Think about it. And this is for most athletes. But think about this. Odell Beckham Jr. has pretty much been like this for the last 
10 years of his life, Zach. And all it's done is have people pat him on the back and tell him how great he is. You know, people give, Nike gives him a shoe deal. He, he probably earned over $150 million. He goes and hangs like, – like, look what his – why do you think suddenly when they're getting their ass kicked and he's realizing I got a quarterback that can't throw me the ball or see me when I get open, why do you think he's just going to walk over to the sideline and just sit there and be calm? I'd be more worried, people, when that's how he reacts. Because when he starts going over to the sideline and doesn't care and doesn't say anything and doesn't pout like a five-year-old, that means he's just accepting it. You don't want him to accept it. I'm not saying you can win a championship with it, but when you bring in that type of player, and that's the type of player that you're making front and center a part of your team, and, and, and Kevin Stefanski knows this. I mean, look at the situation he had in Minnesota. Last. He had a, a receiver that basically wouldn't come to practice or play. Yeah, and now they had to ship playing. out at Buffalo. the end of the year. Right. right. But you know what? He found a way to keep him happy last season. And it's funny we bring up Minnesota because – you know what cracked me up, Zach? I'm going to go I'm going to stay away from what I was getting ready to say. I'll go back to it. What cracked me up is when the backup quarterback did come in. Do you remember off the top of your head where his first two completions were? Uh, were right they down the, the middle of the field. Yeah, one, one was 80 right down the middle for 15, I believe. And then one with the next one was right down the middle to the tight end. Two plays that the guy before him can't see. It just makes me chuckle. <laughs> I'll just, <laughs> like, and I got to say this. It was an ass kick and it's over with. You move on. Hopefully there's a week 17. And hopefully it's a game that matters and, and, you, and you show some respect. And it just doesn't look like it did Sunday. Right. But Stefanski, right. who I like. Let me, let me just. Yeah, listen, Kevin Stefanski did not have a good day. Uh, but I think he no, saw what was the, happening, happening quickly and he decided that, that they weren't going to have a good day and he was going to make it go get over as soon as he could. Right. Uh, I still like oh, Kevin Stefanski. I still think Andrew Barry and Paul D. Podesta and whoever else is really in that circle of trust are making mostly smart decisions, right? Like, I, the past defense, this sounds crazy, but, like, the last two games, it's it's markedly better than it was the previous two yeah. games, right? Yeah. Um, red, red wine. <laughs> yeah, so, like, listen, I'm not bailing on anybody, and I am more than willing because I think this is what a lot of people don't understand. You cannot just play Case Keenum to play him. No. Right? No. Because then it's lost. Then it's lost. Like <laughs> you're just right. you're just not. You have to play Baker. You have to continue to give Baker the best of everything. You continue to have to work around Baker's strengths and weaknesses and flaws and bad games and good games and good quarters here and whatever. And you have to go. Like you have to do that. For for all involved. Right? Um I, it's just it was a bad day. The gap is probably not thirty-one, thirty-two points, but that's what it says it is, right? And I know the standings say the Browns are four and two. And again, I am not going to poo-poo that. I'm not going to argue that. The gap is what it is. So he, hear me out on this theory, Drake. I kind of cooked this up as I was driving today. All right, I think in the NFL, I think there are five tiers of teams. Now quarterbacks have a lot to do with this, but I think there's five tiers of teams. Okay. At the bottom, at number five, is the teams that are just complete disasters on every level, which is this year is the Jets and the Giants. And it wasn't that long ago yeah. that the Browns were that, right? New York. It, that whole NFC East. In Jackson, Jacksonville yeah. would be in that too, although I think they've at least started somewhat of a tank. Um, in, in, the, in level four, you have the teams that have some good players but not nearly enough and something else has gone wrong. 
Like the Bengals have a rookie quarterback. They have good players, but not as many as they had three years ago. Like they're going nowhere right now. Like the Falcons had to fire their coach after double epic meltdowns. Like they right. still have good offensive players who are on the wrong side age-wise. They're not good enough, right? Um, that's You want to avoid that. Like Dallas is there, frankly, because they went from having the offensive line strength of their team to their offensive line being a complete yep. debacle. They can't tackle anybody. Yep. Dak's in the hospital. Yep. Like they're, yep. they're a disaster. So level one is Patrick Mahomes. He's in his own galaxy, and we have to acknowledge that. It doesn't mean they're infallible or unbeatable or that he's perfect, but he, with what they've assembled, they're in their own galaxy. So that leaves levels two and three. And again, they bleed together because any team that's in level two can win the Super Bowl if things go their way, right? And any team that's in level three could fall into level four. But the Browns are squarely, to me, in level three. And we have seen the gap to level two right now. Yeah. And how do you do that? Well, you stick with something. I hear your arguments there. You continue to collect talent. And the Browns have collected enough talent that they're in that level two, level three gray area. I mean, they have some level one players. They, they, they really do. Um, but if you don't have that quarterback that can at least be level two, you take the 30 things that have to go your way to win the Super Bowl, and they become 60 or fucking 90 things. Right. Is that a fair theory that well, I made up on, on yeah. I-76 today? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you made better ones when you were driving up and down I-71. But I, I, I get where you're going with it. Um, it's funny because talent, and I said this to Petrak a couple nights ago or last night, going from bad to good is easy. Or easier than it is going to good to great. And this is the, my only argument that I still go back and forth on and the playoff thing that you and I have. I get where you're going. But to me, and I've been trying to say this for the last two years, with all the fucking hype that's come along with this team, you have to find the right picture of success. And, I, and I've made the, you know, my dad used to say, but he always told me, don't marry a girl, be a girl, get champagne taste, got beer money. It's the same thing here. You cannot, you, you know, what's the other one? You got alligator eyes with a beard, beard you know, stomach or whatever. You can't, this team, for where it has been, the expectations, and, and people get mad at me about this, and I don't care. If you don't put in the right site your expectations, you're going to get your feelings hurt every time. And I feel like people's feelings keep getting hurt. They're foreign, too. We're a week, week, week or two away from Halloween. That's awesome for where they've been. You know, it's been 17 years since they went to Pittsburgh and won that game. It's been my whole career in the business told a story on the radio last night of how I was at, we were both at that game where Tim Couch rolled, and I was at the Ben Roethlisberger Charlie Fry game the day before in Miami of Ohio. Dude, I was just out of school. I was at my first job. Was only I got to the, the, the Big Ben game, the Steelers or the, the Miami of Ohio Charlie Fry game because I got a pass because I couldn't even afford it. All I could afford was the gas to drive down there with my boy Rob. And actually, How you even had the weekend off is a miracle, by the way. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then I got, you know, I got tickets to go to the game through a, through a mutual friend who played for who I played football with and knew my whole life, who basically Daryl Boykin, who works out with Jerome Bettis because he played with Jerome Bettis. So I get to go to the game. 
you know, a year later, I was the Brown, I was a Brown beat reporter. Two years later, I was doing the games on the sideline. It's crazy. My whole life career, crazy. But my point to all of this is, is for us to have expectations suddenly that we've caught all the way up on something that's so far ahead of us, and we're dealing with trying to chase down the two best franchises in the NFL. Not in the AFC, not just in the AFC North. These may be two of the best pro franchises in all of America, Zach. Absolutely. We're, and, and all of a sudden, after we've been, we've been a Jerry Springer sideshow for 15 to 20 years, it ain't all happening overnight, y'all. So to me, success is being forwarded to. To me, going 8-8, eight 9-7, and, eight, nine and seven, that's success, whether you go to the playoffs or not. So, yeah, I get the numbers are down, the way the schedule looks. As long as you don't shoot yourself completely in the foot, they should make the playoffs. Okay, I won't fight that. But my true stated statement is, even if they don't make the playoffs and went eight or nine games, that stride is huge considering where they're coming from and where they're trying to go. Yeah. And it ain't going to just happen next year either. No. Like they are so, like, 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 look at the depth. And I'll give you the, like, I, so I hear what you're saying. Like, look at the depth of Pittsburgh. And, and the Browns can't have the same depth. Like, you know, they get an injury to one of the – look, the Devin Bush injury is going to change Pittsburgh's season just because of how they play defense, how they like to gamble, and how tight ends have killed them because they have to have their safeties play the way their safeties play. And because Minka may go robber and not tell anybody, they needed Devin Bush to be the guy that could cover the middle. They bring that kid in from the Mac, and he's making tackles like he's Jack Lambert. Like, we've seen that for 17 years, Zach. We've seen – we saw Harrison come in after we get these two idiots fighting in, the, in pregame. And what's Harrison go out there and do? He becomes a legend. Like, how many times? It launched a legendary Harris? career. Yes. 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 Like, like, so my point to all of this is, no matter what we say about Baker Mayfield, even if, even if we did think he'd be the future, we still got some time to knock off the rust and knock off all the bullshit that's happened over the last 15 years. If they get to eight or nine wins, I don't care if they play the next game. Because you know what's going to happen when they play that next game and do get in the playoffs? And this is my question to you. They're going to get the doors blown off them just like they did on Sunday. Let them go play Kansas City in week one. Let them go play, hell, Tennessee. Let them go play either one of those teams in the first round or Baltimore or Pittsburgh. I ask you, sir, not your dumbass. Well, does that make, does that make for a – what makes for a greater season? Winning eight or nine games, not making the playoffs, or winning eight or nine games, playing in the playoffs, and getting your doors blown. No, get, getting to the playoffs because there are steps along the way. And because we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves with this whole thing because this is the NFL and it can change in an hour, especially even before COVID, right? Dude, they got six games against teams with five wins. Right, 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 Jerry. But what I'm saying is we don't know what their draw is going to be. It, it might They might play in Kansas City and it might snow a foot and Nick Chubb might run for 400 yards. That'd be beautiful. Right. <laughs> Making the playoffs – is way bigger, and it's the goal, and it, it will make this season a success. This season a success. My point is for the franchise, and this is hard. It's hard to do that, right? Um, you know, just because your kids got their favorite Christmas present ever, does that necessarily reflect you had a great year? Maybe you were just at Wadsworth Target at the right time. <laughs> I don't go there. Right. <laughs> Well, you'd get pulled over on the way home if you did. <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't go there. Right? I don't, like, I don't even know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? Like, or trying to say. Yeah. Look, yeah. look, getting to the playoffs would be important. It would make the season a success. 
I just think, barring a great change, and as I said, evaluating with the emotion away and the score and the standings not part of that evaluation of every process that they have. And I and again, these guys are smart and they're off to a strong start and they had the strangest, worst, shortest offseason ever. I just think they're going to have to say, and, and it would be, you know what? I just answered our own question. Being in that position to say, how do we get two more games? How do we stay here? That in itself would be huge practice. Yeah. Because Absolutely. you're yeah. always yeah. starting. All the other quarterbacks they've had to draft have all been done by new guys who come in and take over four or five win football teams. They take over mm-hmm. an organization that's an absolute laughing stock on and off the field. Right? Remember the Joe Law game? It was only five years ago. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, <laughs> You know? <laughs> that was the Adele game too. Did we do the Adele on the podcast? Yes, that was our strongest podcast. Yes, we did. Hello. We did the Adele. Hey. <laughs> Is this me you're looking for? Yes. I, 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 by the way, and I'm going to say this on. I'm going to say this on the podcast. This is going to be an off the podcast thing. Um, I'm doing Monday nights back at the radio station. We may have to get some guests on Monday nights. You might have to come up in five with me. Okay. I mean, what's the, the security process for getting in <laughs> there these days? What's that? What's the security process for getting in there these days? Because I, I don't pass background checks or metal detector checks when I come to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that off the air. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, listen, guys, like, you know, we've seen this, and, and the Browns now have a unique challenge of, the hype train got derailed. It did not, the, the, the tanker did not blow up. The tracks did not disappear. It got derailed. It can be put back on. You have a division game, a second time opponent, which I don't care who it is, is a different challenge. A back to back road game for the first time. And you come back and you play a super interesting Raiders team that's, that's yeah. fighting for its playoff life because it knows even though it beat mm-hmm. Kansas City the first time, it probably isn't going to beat them over the 16th. Then the bye weeks involved, like, all the different challenges and focuses this year. And I will just tell you guys internally, you know, I feel like I have less of a feel for the Browns because I'm not in that locker room two, three times a week. I'm not in that building three, four times a week. I, I, someone sent me an asking Jackson about the coaches who's up in the booth. And I said, sorry, I can't answer that. I haven't met these guys. They wear masks. I don't even know who they are. Right. 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 But I can tell you from talking to the people that I talk to that I text with or, speak with once a week or once a month or whatever around the league that are in various capacities or trainers, scouts and coaches and executives and all these things. Like everybody's on edge, man. Like the, the cliche, I just yeah. show up every day and I'm glad that, that I'm there. Like nope. that's what I hear five, eight times a week. Right. You know, that is baseball the same way. The false the positives so and, and just yeah. the, the virus numbers. And no, like we, we assume the Browns are going to play. On Sunday in Cincinnati, and then the bye week's going to be in two Sundays, but we don't know that, right? Nope. Like, no. So, again, that's that's all out there. Um, let's see. We'll, we'll revisit it next week. Drake, yeah. question for you. Ohio State you. finally plays on Saturday after they said the season was off, after they doubled down on the season being off. <laughs> we know anything less than a national championship will be considered a disappointment, which is – compliment to urban meyer to ryan day to all involved justin fields is probably the most gifted guy you know to every quarterback to ever wear the buckeye uniform and get to see him for at least you know 8 10 12 games here Uh, can i I say something to you about 
Yeah. Fields is having the most odd career. Keep, I'm going to let you keep going. I just want to talk Fields. Fields is going to be one of the most odd Buckeyes of my lifetime. I'm going to feel like he's you. what you just said is probably true, and I'm going to feel like I have no relationship with him. I have no big yeah. – like, like, I, like, I know he's good, but – and I, you know, and, you know, usually football season starts during baseball season, and I just can't watch the same way that I'd like to watch. Like, I'm going to be able to watch right. this Saturday. I just feel like he's he's coming in for a car wash. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's going to be in and out, so I hope I get six, seven nice games to really watch him play. But I'll tell you this. If I was down in Georgia, I'd be kicking somebody's butt for calling him the N-word during that game because if he's on the field last week, yeah, I think he's the Georgia-Alabama game is way Well, that, that's, that's my question, question, just like what's your general interest and excitement level for the Buckeyes Saturday at 12.01? On a 10, on a 1 to 10 scale, um, uh, six and a half. Because, as you know, if anybody listens to the podcast, don't nobody – I'm up there with uh, – what's my magazine guy? The magazine guy that puts out – Buckeye Sports years. Bulletin, yeah. Nah, not the Buckeye Sports. That's my dude, too. I'm talking about my man that does the, that does the, the college football. You know, we get him from Gene every year. Oh, Phil Steele. He lives in Strong. Yeah. I'm up there with Phil Steele on, on recording all the college games, dog. I got every game. You know, I got I have 14 games that recording at one time on Saturday. Um, it's just living in Northeast Ohio, been in Northeast Ohio my entire life. Saturdays in the fall just ain't the same when the Buckeyes ain't playing. Like I've had games on, I've fallen asleep to more Buckeye, to more college football games in the early afternoon than ever before in my life. And I know I'm getting older, and I know I'm I'm, I'm no longer close to who I used to be. But dude, it's taken a lot for me to concentrate on some of these games. Now at night, I've been all right. Um, I think that I'm. It's just it's like missing something. It's like missing family. So I'll take that six and a five to an eight and a five, eight and a half. Um, yeah. seeing Ohio State, knowing Ohio State, um, I think it will change my Saturdays because so far it's been kind of like having the arena league. No, I, I, um, I feel the exact same. And, and, you know, I'm somebody that's watched Louisiana Lafayette, right? They, they can tell you the Matt quarterbacks right. for the most part. Right. But honestly, without having that, and for years and years, you know, for the Buckeye big games, like my friends and I have had to gather, I miss a lot of them because I'm gone. But, like, that's right. what you look forward to. And specifically these last few Absolutely. years when they've – made it to the point where, you know, every game they have to win to keep their national championship hopes alive. Like, yeah, like I am, I'm really, really excited to see them back on TV. And I just to see this team, you know, that so many guys, two of them officially opted out. Others would have certainly would not have been around for the spring, right? Including fields, Um, you know, can they get to that team concept can they hit that level as quickly as they need to? And really, they should steamroll everyone in the Big Ten. That's not they insulting should, to anyone. But, That's just facts. You know, does everything seen, go their way? First of all, can they play all their games to the point right. they problem. can get voted into the playoff? That's a big question. Yeah, that part, too, is. But I'll say this just on the football field of things. We've seen this, and I, I know we've texted about this with Alabama. Um, the game has changed, obviously. But without spring practices and without playing the cupcakes, the Max and the, the SWAC teams that Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan usually play, Alabama and Georgia and those two, like that was a good game last week, but it wasn't as good as it could have been. I've never seen an Alabama defense this bad in my life, a Nick Saban defense, period. And I really think it comes from not having spring practices where he can beat the shit out of each other and really find out who his, who his guys are and being able to have those early games in the year. So what I'm saying to Ohio State fans is, 
yeah, I think they're 21 point favorites there. I don't know what they are for point favorites. Over I think it's more Nebraska. like 28, but I don't know for sure. It might be 28. I think Michigan. I think Minnesota's a 21 point favorite on Michigan. No, blew, that's what I, like a it's like a pick'em game. I think Minnesota might beat them by 21. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but my point is, I do think that there's Zach. I think, and I said this about the NFL. I think there is something to spring practice for college kids, and I think there's something uh, to those first couple of games that we may not see the Buckeye Buckeyes until we're lucky. I mean, that Penn State game, dude, is, that's not that far away. <laughs> it's next weekend. So, yeah. Right. So that game may be 60 to 55. Not because Penn State's a 55-point game you know, team against Ohio State, but just because they haven't. It's just been – I mean – how, do you think these guys have had a real scrimmage, like where they really let the ones and the ones go against each other? I think you have to. And it's, well, I, I don't know. I don't think either one of us know. I just think when you finally get some ones on ones next week, it's going to be it could it's going to be great, but it's going to be out of control because there's something to the practices these guys all go through. That's why they've done it for a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, no, I got to think that they let it, they let it rip at least one time in practice. I mean. Yeah, I hope. I hope that. I'm mean, sure they have all the way. I don't know. Right. Well, yeah. No, I mean, you, you got to think Fields was off limits, right? Right. So the first time he takes a hit. Not yeah. Like, it's just, no, it's, I, I agree. It's like, I, I'm ready to get back in the mode where on Saturday, whatever it is that you have to do, your singular goal is to get it done because at noon there's games on yes. and there's games on until midnight. You build it around that. Yes. And this Absolutely. is the first week. Not only is the Big Ten back. But this is the first week there are five games that kick at 9 o'clock or later. Right. Oh, I can't wait. That's what I need to get back to. You know how I work. I well, like right, yeah. No, well, because that's when you chill out. You you got pumpkin yeah. patch and all sorts of shit to you do. You know shit. I'm, I'm pumpkin <laughs> patch and apple picking, you name it. And let me ask, I want to I want to. You guys aren't tall enough to go ride the rides at Halloween, so you got to go to the local man. pumpkin patch. AJ's getting hey, AJ's catching up quick, man. He's, <laughs> you, you, right, and when, last, when we brought that AJ out the, out the cage, Y'all better look out. So I'm saying, probably another reason I'm looking for another house. Um, <laughs> um, I brought this up earlier. I want to touch base on this because um, the quarterbacking thing is so weird, it's so wild. Tannehill um, in Tennessee was traded for a fourth round pick. Zach, fourth round pick. Now we remember when he came out of A&M. He was his athlete, former wide receiver. But I didn't realize Peter King put in his article this week that since. You know, for the last year, you know he's one. Of the, he's the top-rated quarterback in like completions and touch, like and yards per throw. Now this is a guy that we said. Now obviously he's walked into an offensive line that's ground and pound. They got the best back in football right now. They've got a coach that coaches towards that. Vrabel has built that Tennessee team into. He's it's it's almost a combination of a Bill Cowher, Bill Belichick team. Yeah, and a kid that went to Ohio State and a kid that's from Northeast Ohio. They ground and pound you, but they've got A.J. Brown. They've got, I just like watching them play, Zach. They're old school, but he's got enough fundamentals of now. Um, they're, they're just really good. They're real. And they're pissing off yeah. everybody. And they're pissing everybody off because they just do whatever they want. And they practice whatever the fuck they want and whatever <laughs> else. That's a whole other, but that's Brable. I mean, that's the Brable that told me when I was 14 years old and he was a senior, Mr. Ohio, if I come down and chop block and he was going to kick me in my fucking teeth and break my back, and he damn near did, that that's is, Mike Rabel. That is an that's all-time podcast story. That is an all-time yes. podcast story. That that and the prayer wall are my two favorite A to Z stories. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the prayer wall is All right, we, we, we got to um, go. Um, no. 
I got a work call to make. Dre, as we as we finish this. Hey, hey, give me a second. Give me a second. Let me say this about Tannehill. Um, I think if you're a Browns fan and you listen to the beginning of this podcast and you listen to what we said about Baker, the beautiful thing is they had Marcus Mariota, and so this week of last season they rode him out because he was into his he was into that last year of the contract, right? But they were smart enough to bring in the right backup for a fourth round pick last year. And once Mike Vrabel realized they weren't going to get where he wanted to go with Marcus Mariota, he had the perfect guy to put in place. Since then, Tennessee has been one of the best teams in the AFC. They have a chance to beat Kansas City if they get to the AFC championship game. They have a chance to beat anybody in the AFC championship game. There are other guys out there. And I'm telling you that as bad as the Jets are, I would have no problem trying to go get Frenchie. And there's other guys that you could go get that maybe this offseason could be the perfect offseason for the Browns to skip a couple steps. Already have a run game producing. Already have an offensive line. It shouldn't be that hard in this offseason to take the next step. Is all I want to say. Enjoy the process, people. Well, you're Who collecting you got the World talent, and, I'll let you and that's what you got to do. You, you got to yeah. collect and the talent. get the right quarterback. Because yeah. let's be honest, do you think Tannehill's any that much better than he was in Miami? He's older, he understands the game better, but the game's easier for him as well because they're not asking him to be the franchise. Sure. No, that's so yeah. you could, you know. Yeah, I, I would just say that he's super athletic, and the guy in Cleveland is not, and so that helps. But he's yes, six foot four too. <laughs> no, it is a patience, you know, and, and fit are so 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 important. I, I would just sum it up by saying this, guys. No one's asking Baker – like, the draft was three years – two years ago. No one's asking Baker to play like the number one pick or to be a hero on this team. But you can't go out there and be a zero, right? Right. Like, right. they need you to be a six or a seven. And even if you're a five or a six, most days you're going to have a chance. But you can't go out there and be a zero. And I, I've just seen that. All right, no. they're getting ready to Who pitch. Who you got in the World Series? Yeah, they're Who getting ready the to pitch. Series? What's your pick for the World Series? I got to go with the, the race for a couple of reasons. I got people on that squad. I texted with Yandy Diaz a couple of days ago. Uh, Matt Cutero, one of our former coaches, is going to be up for manager jobs. Kevin Cash, we know well. He's Tito's boy. It's going to be hard. And if you're an Indians fan, you got to root for Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay is the way we're going, man. Yeah, no. I, smart enough people. That's you know, fact. It really is. That's a fact. Um, I loved it. I like the Dodgers. I like, the, I like Bellinger. I like the young players. But I want Yandy to win. I want Q to win. Um, and I, I kind of like what – hey, I told the story on Twitter quickly the other night. I remember when I went to Michael Brantley when they first started these openers and all this other shit. And he was like, I don't know why y'all making a big deal about them using these openers. He goes, they fucking all throw 100 miles an hour. And, they, and he goes, they got nasty shit. He goes, you let a sorry pitching staff do that. And he goes, it won't happen. He goes, those dudes did it because they brought up their pitching and know how to use it. He goes, they're going to be a bitch to deal with for a long time. Yeah. And who did Michael Brantley lose to to go to the World Series this year? Yeah. They've got nasty enough pitching that they can win it. I think it'll be a seven-game series uh, classic, and I hope it's the Rays that win it. All right, again, you can spice up Halloween at AmericanFireworks.com. Dre's wife's foundation, Rec2 Connect. Is it R-E-C-2, the number two, connect.com yeah. or dot .org? You got it. Yes, dot .org, dot .org. Dot .org, okay. Um, Dre listed off the incredible prizes. I can throw in. A used autograph Jim France napkin from Quaker Steak and Loop. How much do you think will go for that? <laughs> hey, man, speaking of, I, I should ask you this off, but how's my man doing with the Panthers this year? Um, how's Broke doing? Well, you know, they ran into Kirtland, so you got to go man. through the best eventually. Um, you know, I really don't know Broke, and obviously I'm not around anybody. 
I was able to go for work purposes to a high school game last week, and it was the first one I've been to. I've been to one middle school game that my friend's kid was playing, one right. freshman game that two of my friend's kids were playing, and other than that, I've been to NFL. I mean, it's just you can't go anywhere. I know. So, I'm sneaking them. I'm sneaking them my nephew's game tomorrow. I already snuck them on. Already won. Call it's me. Ones I might. I might have to sneak into that. Call me. Yeah, you might. Hey, you really might. You, you're gonna laugh, man. What my family is doing right now, it's just, it's, <laughs> man. My nephew, hey, my nephew bombed last week, and I missed it, so I gotta go see it. Yeah. And I got all kinds of nephews on that team now. It's, it's right, hey, Akron is very Akron ain't very big. Is all I'll say. Yeah, we got some Akron issues to talk about on a future podcast too. I'm not gonna bring them up now because I don't think it's out there yet. Thank you guys for listening. We mean it. Thanks for reading, for tweeting. Um, if you're not subscribed to the athletic subscriptions are still uh, a dollar right now for new users. Wait, wait, wait. Let me do this. Let me do this because I'm such a great customer at the athletic and they won't give me any new, new hats and it's about to be cold outside. I have one of these things that I can give like five people, like a free preview or whatever. They keep emailing it to me. Five people. If you don't have the athletic, reach out to me, send me a yes. DM, get my DMs. Let me help you. Let me help you see why the athletic is great. Um, that's the best way I can say it. I fall asleep to it. I wake up to it. I print out the stories that make the most sense to me. Um, it's my favorite place to go to read. It's the only place to go. It's my newspaper for all 30 NFL or major league cities. Um, DM, I'm going to give five people the chance to see what the athletic is about. If you're, if you're still questioning it or if you're still against it. The man's got a heart of gold. Hit him up. For Andre, I'm Zach. We'll talk to you next time on A to Z. Can you see why my DMs?